Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, I feel like we have a, a two special guests today. One of them is Glenn Beck <laughs> because he's finally Whoa, back everybody. on the show. Yes, I'm back on the show. Uh, and then we have Jeremy Dice from uh, First Liberty. Thank you for being here once Always again. And thank you for everything you guys do. Well, my pleasure. Thanks oh my for gosh. having me here and let yeah, me yeah, talk yeah. about these things and what yeah. you guys do to get the word out. It's great. Uh, Glenn, welcome back. What's your top story? Well, as always, I'm ever-changing. I wanted to talk about the debate, and I think we should, but does the debate uh, really matter? I think one of the biggest stories, which could be, I keep, I keep looking at this and coming back to it, it could be the biggest story of the year. It could be the biggest story of my lifetime is happening right now, and it's something we should talk about. Okay. This is news to me, so I, it's a surprise to us all. <laughs> yeah, Live television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a truly awful uh, tragedy, um, but something that is, uh, I think it's teaching the media the completely wrong lesson, mm-hmm. and we're going to go into that. All right, Jeremy. Well, after that ray of sunshine, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna talk about really good news out of the Supreme Court. We're going to talk about the Blainsburg Cross. We can call it the Peace Cross now without anybody getting a chance to sue about it all again. This is great news coming out of the Supreme Court. We now have more freedom today than we've had in decades. Wow. That is mm. remarkable. Yeah. That's good to hear. A lot to get into, obviously. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Glenn, I know that you were just uh, gone on your ranch. Did you guys do any shooting when you were there? Uh, did we do any shooting? <laughs> Uh, yes, and I will tell you that in between breaks, I don't know if you ever heard me shooting in between breaks. No. <laughs> I would go outside. We go into one of those you know, long eight-minute breaks at the top of the hour, and I'd go out and I'd shoot and because uh, I can do it from my front porch. It's the best. Uh, and I will tell you, because I think of iTarget Pro, 21 out of 21. Wow. Five. Uh, uh, I'm getting so good. There was a, about a, what, what would you say that is, six-inch diameter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Target about that. That far, I was 45 yards away, I think. Like, the guys who work for me who wow. shoot for a living, they couldn't shoot. They couldn't wow. hit it. I was hitting it. Wow. Uh, and I think it's iTarget Pro. You're so, using a high-capacity magazine. There oh, I'm using a shots. giant okay. scope. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, iTarget Pro, they've got the little laser bullet, and yes, it's called a laser bullet on the package, that you can use to uh, dry fire. So you can do it inside your home, and there's a bonus that you don't actually put holes in your furniture or your walls. So uh, your family will be very appreciative of it. Uh, you can go to iTargetPro.com. Get 10% off right now with free shipping if you use promo if you use promo code NEWS, that's itargetpro.com. Go there now. Glenn, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, I think, we should, I think we should start and just talk a little bit about the uh, debate. Okay. Um, because the debate is happening tonight and tomorrow, and I think what people need to watch for is who are the people who are saying Trump is the problem and we just need to return to normalcy by getting him out. And then the ones who say, no, that's not the problem. Yes, Trump is a problem. We should impeach him. But we need fundamental structural change. We need to change the way the economy works. We don't, we don't like the free market system. We want to change the way our system is designed. That's the real choice. And I'm not sure which one the left and, and Democrats are going to choose. But if they're anything like the Republicans, and hear me carefully, this is, takes some, you know, you, you take some thinking on this. We chose the burn it all down guy. Mm. Okay. 
But when we said burn it all down, what we meant was not the Constitution, no. not the structure. Mm-hmm. We want to burn that. So we want to go the out swamp, and really. just right. get rid of all these people and start fresh mm-hmm. because it's corrupt. So we chose that guy. Now, if the left is as powerful as it seems to be, not through the media, um, but is, you know, it seems like they're everywhere, okay? If they choose the burn it down guy, they mean fundamental change. Mm -hmm. So forget the free market system. So it'll be interesting to see and watch for those two factions and to see which one is getting the applause lines, which one is really connecting with the American public. Is it the none of this works? I want something completely and radically different. Or is it Donald Trump's a problem and all we need to do is restore sanity? Okay. From no. their perspective. Obviously. From their perspective. Yeah, yeah. From their perspective. Yeah. <laughs> sanity. <laughs> sanity is yeah. definitely an air quotes on that. <laughs> and even when I say they don't want to burn it down, I don't trust any of those people because these are the people mm-hmm. that are running everything. You know, it's the, you know, Joe Biden can say what, whatever he wants, but in the end, Joe Biden is going to be beholden to a Democratic Party that is largely now run by, through fear and intimidation, the uber left. Okay. Who, who is the burn it all down guy when you say the burn it all down guy? Oh, I think that's Bernie Sanders. Okay. I think that's Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. those people who are just like, look, none of this works. Yeah, yeah. it's that real far. Like you've talked about the split for a very long time in that the sort of progressives versus revolutionaries. Right. And mm-hmm. then we're kind of seeing that. I mean, Biden is not going to move the country to the right. Right? Like, I mean, Joe no. Biden is going to move the country reliably in a liberal direction and almost everything. I don't think it's fair to say that we are looking at a progressive era anymore. We are beyond the progressive yeah. era. The progressive era brought us to this point. Now it's socialism or freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but Biden's and, old, right? And Biden yes. has been, you know, he, I'm not saying he, he I think he's, he wants to move the country left, but doesn't want to shock everyone. Yeah. And he doesn't want to, just an he approach does, as I don't think as, he wants to destroy the Constitution. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, well, I don't I'm have as much optimism as you Okay, so now we're going to do all this work. And we're going to, as American people, we are going to fight it out in the streets and the voting booths. However... The biggest story, I think, possibly of my lifetime is what's happening with Google and Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, all of these companies, which are basically two. Uh, And what we learned from Project Veritas this week on the manipulation of uh, us, not just our data, us, they are manipulating us. They're already doing it. I just had a guest on my show who said 72 million votes were manipulated, changing voters' positions in all of the different districts around the country in the last election. Not 2016. 2018. Yeah, 2018. They are getting good at what they're doing. This is a guy who was for Hillary Clinton. He's, he was the... the you know, chief editor or whatever for psychology today. He's a Harvard guy. He is top of the list on human behavior and uh, and behavioral science. And he has shown and he's he was just on the show saying you can't ring the bell loud enough. This is happening. And it is the freedom of thought that is that is going away. You will be manipulated and you will have no idea that you are being manipulated. And that's going to play a role. That and deep fakes 
in 2020. The world could be changed by a few people behind the curtain pulling the levers in ways that only George Orwell could have foreseen. It's here, and it's here this election. Stu, you want to weigh in? Uh, yeah, I mean, the manipulation's scary, right? And it's stuff that you wouldn't, ne- you wouldn't even know is happening to you. I think the, there's a, a problem that this builds off of, which is one we've talked about for a long time, which is people don't necessarily, in the general popul- population, spend enough time thinking about principles or something deeper. They're reactive, right? They're, they're, something's happening, and they're saying, well, I feel this way about that, or I feel this way about that. And, and it goes to one of the stats that he brought up, which, which is from his research, that shows that, but that just changing the results when you search for something, he can change the minds of 90% of of uh, uh, of undecided voters. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I mean, just so, by changing when you search for something, just by changing the, the way order, that, the, the order, order mm-hmm. that they come. Now think of this, Stu. Uh, after I finished talking with him a few minutes ago, I thought that's exactly what they're doing with recommended uh, uh, recommended videos, mm-hmm. and they, they're changing the order. Mm-hmm. And Netflix will tell you that. What is it? Eighty percent of the hours watched on Netflix are because of their recommendations. Eighty percent. Now, like, I'm, there's probably great stuff on Netflix that I don't find all the time, but when that one pops up, it kind of seems good. I give it a chance, and then I'm in, right? And this stuff is happening. You know, you search for Donald Trump border, and what what pops up is ten straight articles about how bad Donald Trump is and evil on the border. Like that is actually moving people. And, you know, there's now, I mean, extended evidence. We saw his research back in 2016 showed, you know, the the actual manipulation going on, you know, pretty much in in real time as they looked at what the search results were. And then this Google thing is is adding on the Project Veritas thing, you know, from what we know of it is kind of adding on to the intent from Google. So like he had proved that it was already happening. And now it's like, okay, here's the the added level of hidden documents where they're saying like people like Ben Shapiro are turning people to white supremacists. And it's like, well, that like Dave Rubin is turning people into white supremacists. Like these are insane positions that no normal, rational human being who looks at Ben and Dave could think that already there. uh, And in in an 18 month period of time is an eternity in the tech world now, an eternity and you, we are getting close to the point to where we are about to enter a different kind, but a matrix. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and people say, oh, they're not doing that because they're wrapped up in politics. Listen to Bezos. What is he saying about Amazon? He's going to know you so well, he'll be able to ship things to you without even order, you ordering it because he knows you want it. Well... Do I want it? Am I being am I being pushed down this road? If if you know, you go things like uh, airfare. Most people don't know this. You go online, you go look for airfare. Okay, you just want to check it. The second time you go, do not use that ISB because the second time you go, check it. Mm -hmm. The price has gone up. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the algorithm recognizes your ISP and says, "Oh, they want this." And so the second got time you go and check, it's higher. You mean your IP address, right? I think. Yeah, your IP. Yeah. Your IP address. Yeah, yeah. And right, because they know you're already interested, yeah. so they, they know you're going to buy. Yeah. How soon are we those guys floating around on the ship deck in uh, Wally? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like we're we're almost there. Did you point, see right? the Did you see the video <laughs> or the pictures of somebody did what um, uh, what humans will look like in a hundred years? 
Did you see that? No. Oh, it's frightening. That's we'll the sad that part. It's tomorrow. actually just us. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's amazing how we how they are predicting that we're going to physically change if technology continues to go down this road. You know, kids are already starting to grow. They're calling it a horn, but it's not. They're starting to grow. You haven't seen this? No. That's, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's. What? Yeah. I'll, that's not real. We'll, Bring it up we'll disprove that we in another dis- segment. We will disagree on this tomorrow, yes. and I'll bring in the pictures of what they're saying that humans will look like. Oh. And then we'll go over the actual research <laughs> afterwards. All right, let's, let's take <laughs> it. You, you could manipulate it into Glenn's viewpoint or mine. Right. 90% <laughs> oh, of undecided voters. Oh, that's a great point. All right, more to come when we come back. You 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 disagree with the, the yeah? There's X-rays. There's like zilch evidence that this is actually caused by by devices, which is what they're trying. Before we get back into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Cruise Through History. Um, Glenn, I think my invitation got lost in the mail to Yours this too? cruise. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, did you man. get your I got mine. mine yeah, well, I asked you to mail theirs. Oh, I did. No, oh, you know, I, oh, okay. I, I threw them away. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's too late now. Uh-huh. Anyway, not too late for you to come. <laughs> uh, we're going to the Mediterranean. We're going to be in Venice. We're going to be in Dubrovnik. We will be in Athens and Israel. This is so much of what's at least on my family's bucket list. And we're going to be talking about the history of how these places actually influenced us, what we got from them, what we took and learned from those places, and created this special idea of all men are created equal in the free market Mm -hmm. system. Um, It's happening next spring. It's all-inclusive. You don't have to bring a wallet. There's not a tip, not anything. You don't have to pay for anything. It's all-inclusive, even the airfare to get over to Italy in spring. Uh, So join us. Just go to ComeSailAway.com. That's ComeSailAway.com. I'm into the no-tipping thing. Mm. I get tired of the tips. Oh, yeah. Especially for everything these days. Yeah. yeah. All right. You never know. I never know what, never to, know do. what to do. No. And then at, at the during the holidays, you like you have to tip everyone, mm-hmm. right? Like you got to tip your housekeepers and your oh your housekeepers. Yeah. And your drivers. Yeah. And your chef. Yeah. 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 Okay. First world that. problems. <laughs> Golly, what a drag. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So let me uh, start this with this. This is a rough segment, um, but I think it's really important, and we do need to talk about it. If you have kids, uh, you might want to direct their attention away. If you happen to be uh, watching on TV, uh, there's a picture out. It's been, you know, it's it's in the area of some of the more famous uh, tragic photos you'll probably ever see. You think back to Vietnam, you think, I mean, uh, Syria, um, you know, even 9-11, there's some of these. Um, This is a photo of uh, a legal immigrant who is trying to cross the border and drown with uh, his daughter sort of in uh, in tow. It is crushing to watch, especially if you have small kids. It is is really rough. Um, And, you know, a lot of times we get, there's a conversation about policy and stuff that's sort of separate from, you know, these are real tragedies. And, um, you know, whether they're doing the right thing or not crossing the border is a completely different situation. All that being said, and I know everyone in the audience understands that, um, the media is seeing this. And, and this is what they do with, with emotion, right? Like mm-hmm. the same thing you see this with the Second Amendment a lot. They'll use these terrible photos to try to prove a, a political point. 
And what's interesting here is that the media seems to be learning the exact wrong lesson, <laughs> uh, which is not a surprise, no. I suppose. What they're essentially saying is, look, this heartless uh, border policy by people like Donald Trump is causing immigrants to die as they try to swim across the, the, uh, the river. The situation here, and again, really rough, is there's a couple different versions. That the Times and ABC sort of have different versions of exactly what happened, but they were supposed to come across the border, uh, across a bridge. The bridge was closed. They decided instead, to, uh, the, the dad and the, and the child decided to uh, swim across the water. It looked like it was pretty tame. Um, they got across the uh, water. The dad was going to come back and help the mom. When he got about halfway over, uh, the kid didn't really understand what was going on. My dad's leaving me, tried to go chase him into the water, and then things got out of control. You see in the picture that the dad has actually like put the child inside of his shirt to try to you know keep them together, mm. and they got, I mean, it is awful. So, but is that the lesson that you should take, that you know, the border policy is bad? Mm. The, the, the lesson we should take from this, uh, number one, is please don't come. Yes. Please don't take your kid across the border. It is not worth it. It's not a good idea. There is n- this is not what you should be doing. Mm. Uh, and that is something that we should all stand on is stop coming. I understand that it seems like a good idea at some point, but you really need to stop this. Mm. The other thing, too, is, is Donald Trump's, I think, and Republicans in general. Uh, position on asylum is really highlighted here. One of the things that we've been saying for a long time is that people are coming and abusing the asylum system. They're just coming because they want the economic benefits uh, and, and, and they're claiming asylum because they know they'll be treated better and have a better chance of being able to stay. And it, when you read the New York Times story, it actually does tell you this. Here's uh, some of the quotes. Um, the young family uh, arrived last weekend in the border city in Mexico, hoping to uh, apply for asylum in the United States. Now, that's supposed to be running from a, a, a corrupt government, uh, you know, mm-hmm. legitimate threat of violence, etc., What they say here is some are fleeing gangs that cripple the region and kill wantonly. Others are seeking an economic lifetime. Such was the case with Mr. Martinez and his wife. And goes on to say, uh, though Alta Vista, which is the complex they lived in, is under the control of gangs, the couple was not fleeing from violence, Rosa Ramirez, Mr. Martinez's mother, told him. Rather, the grind of surviving as a family on $10 a day had become unmanageable. He actually was working at a Papa John's in in Mexico. Um, so, like, this is not a story that backs up the sort of left-wing take on the border. It is actually a, a story that, sadly, um, you know, sort of does the opposite. Um, it's not a good thing. You don't want to have to talk about politics in a situation like this. But no one will learn the lesson that, that I will say, Barack Obama very clearly told uh, Mexico back when he was president. People say that Donald Trump is so hateful for the things he's saying. Listen to Barack Obama in 2014 talk about the border. The problem is, is that under current law, once those kids come across the border, there's a system in which we're supposed to process them, take care of them, until we can send them back. So is, is your so message don't come? Oh, our message absolutely is don't send your children unaccompanied uh, on trains or through, uh, through a bunch of smugglers. That is our direct message to the families in Central America. Do not send your children to the borders. If they do make it, they'll get sent back. More importantly, they may, may not make it. I mean, uh, that is, you'd never hear a Democrat say something like that now. It shows how far, how fast we've moved. 
Um, he's right on that. He deserves credit for saying it at the time. Uh, and it should be something that's reinforced now. We really just need people to stop coming because this is not a good outcome for the United States and it's certainly not a good outcome for Nobody these, wins. these families. Nobody wins. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, I want to move on to your little ray of sunshine after, yeah. after yeah. that. I know, yeah, it was rough. A lot, but <laughs> that, was, that was painful. Yeah, no, look, this is really good news, though. The, we've talked about this before. This is the Blainsburg World War I Veterans Memorial. We can call it the Peace Cross because that's what the local call it. It was erected in 1925 by the American Legion. In 1919, some mothers got together to honor their sons who died in World War I to have this thing put together. They decided to choose the design from the gravestones that mark their sons' graves in Europe, not knowing that they would ever see their sons' graves. So that's what happened. And by 1925, this is erected. Um, it stood there for, um, what is it now, 93 years, 94 years that it's been standing there without a problem until about six years ago when someone finally became offended by its presence. Mm. It stands in the median of a highway, and they filed a lawsuit. It was the American Humanist Association files a lawsuit against uh, the state of Maryland. We intervene on behalf of the American Legion. We win. We lose at the Fourth Circuit go to the Supreme Court of the United States. And just last week, the Supreme Court of the United States said that monument, that memorial, like all other memorials like it, that have religiously expressive symbols or designs or words, those are now, in the words of Justice Alito, presumptively constitutional. Mm. That's an incredible transition from where we had been before. Tell me the meaning of those two words. Well, presumptively constitutional means that we're going to look at all these monuments, memorials that are like it. And in fact, the court said not just monuments and memorials, but practices like this. So think about prayers before public meetings, the Mm -hmm. words in God we trust on the side of buildings or on our money. Uh, Going down the list, nativity scenes, maybe that's Mm -hmm. put in there as well. Things that have been going on that are a part of our country since its founding, that express religion in the public square. They're going to say those things are now, we assume that they're constitutional. Now you have to prove that they're actually unconstitutional. That's extremely important because what was happening before was that someone, oh, I'm offended, tear it down. You know, tear, not only is I'm offended, okay, you have the right to file a lawsuit. Well, it's the only area in the law that we would give someone that was just merely offended and was not actually injured by the whole thing or had a harm done to them to bring standing for a lawsuit. Justice Gorsuch dismisses that in his concurring opinion in just a wonderful way. Uh, and so now we have these things that are now presumptively constitutional. The test that was used before called the lemon test, gone. It is completely dead within the world. What was the, the lemon test? It's a very complex subjective test that has about three to 16 parts, depending upon how you, <laughs> how you unpack it and which court applies it, if they're going to apply it. Uh, Justice Kavanaugh went at length in his concurring opinion to go through the five different categories where it has been applied to show how it isn't being applied in the lower courts and ending each time by saying, so lemon is not good law. And it should be disbanded entirely. Now we have seven justices saying, yeah, we're going to go with this presumptively constitutional thing for for now. Uh, Six of them say lemon is dead in almost every context. One would say I take it by a case by case basis and still maintain some history on it. And thank goodness for Justice Thomas. He says, well, look, if it's dead here, it should be dead everywhere. But if it's dead mainly in the context of memorials where it's usually used to try to knock them down, that's the best thing that could happen. Look, I think our founding fathers would have been appalled or would be appalled if they knew that the Establishment Clause had been weaponized to tear down these memorials. Mm. And that is no longer the case now. And the Supreme Court has specifically said in their opinion, 
not not happening, right? They said that if we're going to have to go through and knock down these memorials, or they even went through the list of the cities in California that have different religiously sounding names to them, right? Mm -hmm. San Diego, St. Diego, Mm -hmm. San Francisco, Los Angeles, Santa Fe. I mean, holy faith is what Mm -hmm. Santa Fe means, Corpus Christi. If those are going to have to be scrubbed off the sides of our buildings or uh, if more monuments are going to be knocked down, what the court said is that sends a, a, a signal, a message by the government of hostility towards religion. And that is not what the First Amendment stands for. It is designed to protect that very thing. Mm -hmm. And so now they're saying, welcome to the public square, all religious symbols, language, activities. This is a huge decision that will be talked about for 50 years or more to come. Knocking down the lemon test 50 years ago now, uh, I think, as I said before, we have more freedom today than we've had in decades. And frankly, I'm not sure that we know what to do with it in some respects, because now we have these memorials that are out there. They're not going to be knocked down. Stars of David, uh, crosses, whatever they might be. The bulldozers have been parked. They're safe. They're secure. The memory of our veterans are going to be good. I've got so many stories and things I'd love to tell about it all, but maybe I should just stop there and talk more about it with you guys. (laughs) Well, we do have to take a break, but a huge win for religious liberty. That's awesome. We'll be back. Glad we ended on your story. I know. Jeremy, I know you guys are uh, doing great work over at First Liberty to defend religious freedom. Tell everyone where they can find you guys if they want to get more involved and find yeah, out more. Yeah, go to firstliberty.org. That's the best place to start. We're also on Twitter at 1ST Liberty and all the other places too, but firstliberty.org is the best place to find out about us. All right, and we will see you guys in overtime. It starts next. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. I want to kind of circle back around to uh, the issue of what's going on at the border. Um, A couple things. Number one, I know, Stu, that you before uh, during the show, you talked about how Democrats and the media are learning the exact wrong lesson um, when it comes to what's going on at the border and how dangerous it is to cross. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you see that Elizabeth Warren and Julian Castro are actually like literally calling to decriminalize illegal border crossings? (laughs) It's interesting. I haven't been telling us it hasn't been a crime this whole time. Yeah. Now they have to decriminalize it. Um, like they're like they're just actually just coming out and saying we want open borders. We're, we don't want this to be a crime anymore. Yeah, I mean this is because for, it's dangerous. If I can, I mean, because I, I was won over by your positive take on something, so <laughs> let me try to take, spin this in a mildly positive way. And I do think this is actually somewhat positive. Um, we have an opportunity here to make choices in this country and elect people, and that that indicate that you know what the principles of this nation are, right? Um, I like it a lot of times when people are out front and honest about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you want open borders? Make that argument to the American people. Make right. the argument to the American people and see if they win. You want to get rid of all the guns? Make the argument to, to, to amend the Constitution and get rid of the Second Amendment. You can try that, right? Like, I feel I would rather have, um, fundamentally, I would rather have a Bernie Sanders. I used to say in 2016, I was like, yeah, the perfect election for me is Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz. Somebody who's like super conservative and constitution all the time and a guy who's like super socialist and they're both honest about it and they just go out there and they'll just fight him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like this like, you know, the Biden situation where like he'll he'll tell the prog- the left that he's very progressive and then he'll come back and he'll, you know, tell that I'm a w- mm-hmm. working class guy and I care about the average family and like, 
that is actually some, in some ways a worse outcome because people don't get to make a pure decision. Um, I think it's, you know, they should be honest. Ocasio-Cortez is in so many ways a blessing uh, to uh, Republicans all around the country because she's just straight out saying what many of them believe, if not all of them believe. She's a socialist. She wants, she wants you know, she's going to want open borders. She's going to want free everything. And she's just willing because she's just dumb enough to blurt it all out. And I, a lot of times I think that's positive. We're seeing that with, uh, I think, in this campaign because of 25 now candidates who are all racing and falling all over each other to get to each other's left. You're, you're, you're seeing a lot of things revealed. Mm-hmm. Remember, in the 90s, when Bill Clinton did very, very well and you know, was one of the most popular presidents leading, leaving office that we've seen in a long time, he went through eight years, you know, he was saying things like the era of big government is over. We're going to reform welfare and go along with Republican proposals that he was signing on to. Like, his, his, the entire scope of his presidency definitely moved the country to the left. But he was smart enough to be able to say, well, I can still keep these voters if I, if I triangulate a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, they're not doing that right now. The opposite it's changed. Now. The party's go- gone. There's an article in Politico today saying when did uh, it was basically arguing this exact point in that, like, when did this what, this this has changed? This party has changed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like the voters necessarily you wouldn't think have changed. And maybe this is why they're gravitating towards Biden early. But like. This party has changed. Like, you can no longer be a moderate Democrat. That is not a thing. I don't know if it ever was really a thing, but now you can't even appear that way. You have to constantly embrace every new nutty thing that they come out with. Uh, So at least the American people, they may choose wrong, but at least we'll have the opportunity to choose. Jeremy, um, I want to bring you into the conversation, too. But I also want you said something about uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, being the face of of what they're representing. Um, This whole Wayfair walk out beds for illegal immigrant children is so mind-boggling so first you had hillary clinton who came out and you know tweeted like i can't believe these children don't even have beds well then we find out that they do have beds but aoc is like we should take the beds away from the children and um helps you know convince all of these wayfair employees to walk out because wayfair is the company who is providing beds (gasps) i know clutch your pearls they're providing beds for the the detain uh, the um detain the facilities <laughs> the detainment facilities and that's a problem now so now we want to push the company to stop providing the beds for the children I'm perplexed by this Jeremy what, how nose, is this <laughs> you got to cut off your nose to spite your face I mean that is the literal adage we're living right now yeah. you can't have the good thing without the bad thing or the bad thing without the good thing I'm not sure which way it's supposed to go yeah. But you can't do good anymore without being, if you haven't virtue signaled it the correct mm-hmm. way, right? So they should have sent those under protest, I suppose, that they not be used for illegal immigrants or whatever. I don't even know how they could have participated in any better manner. But they're, it just, it, look, every single person that's watching or listening to this show understands how bizarre this is. <laughs> and they're answering, I think, polling questions differently. My hope is that they're answering polling questions differently so that later on, that type of behavior is not rewarded at the ballot box because it can't be. It cannot. You were saying it earlier. It can't be sustained. Yeah. You've got to have this choice right now in this coming election is either the full on crazy to the left mm-hmm. or the moderate to conservative on the right. It really is about where it is right now. 
Uh, there is no mushy middle anymore that was present during the 90s with the Clintons. There's no more going to that middle world. As much as people want to talk about governing to the center, it doesn't happen. Politics is driving us further apart. It's up to the American citizens themselves to go back and say, no, 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 no. We're still the kings of this country, not you, yeah. at least until you know the left totally wins. Uh, we still control this government, not you. We're going to pull things back to what it should have been. Uh, for my part, not to go back to the ray of sunshine I brought earlier, but I'm glad to see the Supreme Court doing some of those things. And some of their other opinions right now saying, Congress, you got to do your job here. Uh, the whole downfall of this yeah. whole thing at the border, it's because Congress has yes. kicked the can, kicked the can, kicked the can. Yes. They won't do what really matters because they know if they can keep on arguing about it, they will score political points and increase their own numbers and, frankly, line their own pockets. That's got to stop. We have to make them govern. If that requires getting rid of all of them, then by all means do so. But we've got to do something to begin to say, uh-uh, we control the reins here, not you guys. Still, so? It's funny, too, because they, like, they'll say, you know, now they'll finally admit there's a crisis. It was a manufactured crisis for right. a very long time. And now they're saying, okay, yes, it's a crisis. Overnight it yeah, changed, overnight. too. Overnight. It's just like, okay, now it's a crisis, which it's true, right? I mean, yeah. it blatantly is a crisis. And, you know, admitting it is, is the first step. But the crisis for them um, is different. Yeah, you know, it, but the, you know, what is the crisis, right. right? Like the crisis is we are getting overrun by too many people coming and essentially mm -hmm. claiming asylum, mm -hmm. which is overrunning the amount of available facilities that we have. Mm -hmm. And so the critique of the media and, and the left over the past week or so has been these facilities are terrible. It's a disaster. Like they don't have clothes. They don't have soap. They don't, you know, they're, they smell really bad. Like these are terrible facilities. Well, why, why don't they have the facilities they need? Well, because the, the money that has been requested for new facilities because of this mm -hmm. obvious growing problem has been rejected by Democrats every single time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know. You can't have both of those things, but the media allows that allows them to get away with that. You know, there's a little bit of a, th a thought bubble here. Like, I mean, the, you know, the the Wayfair situation. You'd think the left would be praising them, right? Like, right, right? like, hey, like they're providing beds our, for these children. Yeah, our complaint is they're sleeping on concrete with the med, with the with the space blankets. So therefore, which by the way happened under Obama. Of course, also happened over under uh, Obama. And a lot of the pictures that they show mm -hmm. are from actually the Obama era. Same thing with the soap and and, uh, and you know shampoo thing that they were talking about earlier. But I mean, like, Wayfair stepping up and saying, okay, like, like yes, we have. The current law says they have to be in these facilities. This is the way this mm -hmm. is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do? Let's make that uh, that time there as good as possible, right? Especially for children. And, you know, famously or infamously, depending on how you look at it, Glenn and Pat and a bunch of people went down to Ted Cruz, went down to the border in 2014. Uh, you know, when there was that crisis going on and said, like, let's make, like, this is not the kids' fault. Let's make their time in, in these detention facilities before they get sent back home mm -hmm. a little bit better, just so they have the creature comforts and it's not, you know, awful. At the time, the media didn't want anything to do with that because it was Glenn and Ted Cruz going down there. But I mean, it, it, you're stepping up and trying to make it a little bit better. Now, instead, these kids remain in the facilities without the Wayfair beds. Like, why would this be better? You'd think like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would be like, well, I want a Simmons or a sleep, you know. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't she right, like, going yeah. on a to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, all right. Like, those aren't nice enough beds. That should be her complaint. Yeah. Instead, I don't want them to have any beds. I don't want any company to do business uh, helping these people. It is, it's incomprehensible, but largely what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Oddly enough, says we're also now getting reports, too, not just about the complaints about Wayfair, but that some of the religious ministries that are trying to do good work down there and to provide that and are frankly being overwhelmed by the process, mm -hmm. um, they're getting said, no, 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 we don't want those religious types here. Right? That's why going back to that case, this is why this is important again. <sighs> 
that we can come into the public square as people of faith yeah. and serve our fellow man yeah. and take care of these things. Uh, that's one thing. I wanted to jump back to the, the picture again. Yeah. I think you bring up this as a good point, as, as sad and disgusting as it is to even look at that thing. But be reminded that, number one, there's humanity here. Mm-hmm. And I think we all recognize it, but we need to stop and pause and realize that there are real people affected by public policy decisions that are or are not being made in D.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, be mindful of how it is being used against you. Yes. Uh, it is wise to be a wise, it is good to be a wise consumer of the news. And I, I fear we too often are moved by our emotions when we ought to be taking those emotions for what they are and being reminded about how to apply those with our logic as well. Right now with the bed thing, the law of non-contradiction apparently applies only to two-year-olds and the Democrats. I mean, it's really what it comes down. You can have those things all at the same time. But for the rest of us, look, I, I, again, as, as citizens, I, I think we need to be like moms and dads with bickering children saying, enough, mm-hmm. stop it, you two, get along. Let's get this thing fixed up. Yeah. Uh, I also would just like to add, you know, if AOC is so concerned with that and our tax dollars essentially are what are paying sure. for these beds, right? She should be happy to want to contribute to give these children beds. Mm-hmm. That's, that's her money. That's our money going to contribute to help these children. You would think that that would be enough for her. But Shockingly, uh, logic we, doesn't apply. Uh, the, our audience uh, did contribute to the crisis in 2014, um, very specifically with their actual own money, not, not expecting taxpayers mm-hmm. to do it, but we did it. And one, that was the point, and this is Mercury One's, one of their slogans, is if we expect the government to do less, we need to do more. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, not covered. Uh, back in the, in the if time. we could give up one avocado toast and a bottle whoa, of wine a day. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. You did not tell me there would be any giving up avocados in this. I'm I all about the not, avocado bashing. I do not agree. <laughs> uh, all right, yesterday's poll, if you had to vote for a 2020 Democrat, gun to your head, who mm-hmm. would it be? Uh, 63% of you said Biden, 20% said Buttigieg, 9 Bernie, and 8% Warren. Warren's interesting. Yeah, that, the, the, and Bernie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's probably about because Buttigieg too. We don't know enough about this guy. I mean, like you know, he really has not revealed much about him at all, mm-hmm. except that he wants fifteen Supreme Court justices, which yeah, is that's bizarre. But I think, uh, yeah, I mean, probably it's probably Biden. Biden feels, I think, and this is a danger for Trump. Biden feels like annoying but like we've already dealt with it Mm -hmm. like at least it's not elizabeth warren right Mm -hmm. like it feels like you know to a person i think who's a uh, an obama trump voter right yeah that person is very susceptible to voting for joe biden they're gonna say like we already had i voted for obama you know i i have uh you know he was the vp uh, we could deal with this one. Elizabeth Warren is a bridge too far, but you know the, the average that person says, oh, "Look, you know I can deal with Biden. We already have dealt with Biden." He's the crazy he's, uncle that comes to the family reunions. Yeah, kind of creeps you out, but he's still family. Well, yes. they say that now, but he hasn't gotten through these primaries yet because oh. the way that there are there are actually covering. Uh, you know, hit him and Hunter Biden and their dealings yeah. in uh, Ukraine and China. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who's to say what's going to come up next about Joe Biden that's going to oh, knock him out? I think there's a good chance he blows this. I mean, that's well, what, what Joe happened Biden does. To yeah. What happened to Beto? Beto oh. was it, what happened to Beto? Oh, he's going to make Robert a big Francis. run at it tonight. Yeah. Bob, oh, Bob Frank. Bob Frank's making so, a run tonight. Speaking of <laughs> Bob Frank, uh, today's poll, are you going to tune in for the first Democratic debate tonight? Let us know. I feel like none of you should watch because we're actually doing the dirty work, so you don't uh, have to. I really don't hey, want to Don't watch put this. me in the weird part. <laughs> <laughs> I got kids so your answer tonight. is no, you will not be watching the debate tonight. Uh-huh. I mean, I do understand because you don't want to just wait for the highlights, I guess, depending on where you get your highlights, because... 
you might miss the stuff oh, that yeah. you actually want to hear if you're watching CNN's highlights. Yeah, you, you, can, always, gonna... you can always pull a f few really interesting nuggets of when they reveal things mm -hmm. about them, and the media is not going to not to pull those clips. So that's why I feel like it's hazard pay. Like, we will have to watch this thing, and we'll report to you tomorrow. Better you guys than me. <laughs> I'll watch your coverage. <laughs> Let us know uh, if you will be tuning in at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Jeremy, thanks for being here. Always, always good to be here. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, and we appreciate your good news. Mm. Yeah. You got to counter these two over here. So. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm not going to disagree at all. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> That's what I do, just bring sunshine. I know, I guess Wherever so. you go, that. it's just this aura. Sunshine. Sunshine and pop culture reference. Right. That's right. That's what you bring to the table. Or sunburn. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.